Ladies and gentlemen, get ready as we drop the gloves and take on everything from the Federal Hockey League. From weekly scores to postseason madness, here to set the ice on fire is your host, Jose Bahina. As always, I'm your host, Jose Bahina, coming to you from the Apache Pine Virtual Studio. You can check out the show link uh, in the description for ApachePine.com and see how every purchase from Apache Pine has helped in their effort to donate over 70,000 meals to date. <clears throat> we had another good weekend in the FHL. A lot of action this past one. Uh, Carolina on their 17-game winning streak. <clears throat> Absolutely insane. Uh, hitting their last one in front of the sellout crowd in the Winston-Salem Fairgrounds Annex. Uh, uh, Stephen Fowler hitting a hat trick to get the Icebreakers uh, passport here on. We'll get into that a little bit later on. And Timofeyoff has a five-point night for the Elmira Enforcers as they're on a five-game winning streak. Uh, another one, as a matter of fact, that a five-game streak a while back. Um, this time blasting Port Huron to the tune of 13-6 to over the weekend. Uh, we'll get right into that weekend recap, though. Getting the weekend started was the Elmira Enforcers at the Port Huron Prowlers in the McMoran Arena in Port Huron, Michigan. That one was a big win for the Elmira Enforcers, 7-3 over the home Prowlers. Um, Kyle Stevens getting the scoring started for Elmira, uh, followed by Brandon Hussey, who hit his hat trick. Uh, last one coming shorthanded on empty netter. Uh, Marco Novoselo. Also getting a goal, Brandon Vuke and Glenn Patterson for the Elmira Enforcers in that opening weekend uh, of their two-game series with Port Huron. And then from there, the Watertown Wolves in Winston-Salem to take on the Carolina Thunderbirds, still on their uh, big hot streak. I believe at this point it was 15 games, made it 16 with a huge 9 to nothing shutout. Carolina putting in the work with seven different goal scorers, I believe, throughout that whole match. Yuri Pargach, Jan Salak scored two, Peter Panatrick, Josh Petrantonio, Michael Bunn, uh, Dominic Faye, and Krell Draharad with two goals of his own to give them the 9 to nothing shutout in the fairgrounds annex. Uh, really impressive considering the Wolves came in as the second-best team in the league, um, but weren't able to make anything happen despite having the goal – uh, scoring leader of the Federal Hockey League. Also that night, we had the Danville Dashers uh, away at the Mentor Civic Ice Center in Mentor, Ohio, to take on the Icebreakers. This one in a final of 4-3 to three overtime. Uh, Danville takes this game off the uh, goal of Justin Bronson in overtime, uh, just, a, over a, just a hair over a minute in uh, go with his other goal in regulation, giving him to Eric Masters with another one and Brandon Cantrado getting the last goal for Danville and that win for them. Uh, on Saturday night, we had the Enforcers back at the Prowlers again. This time, they decided to widen the margin of victory a little bit, 8-3 to three against the Prowlers. That is a absolute monster of a game. Uh, Ahmed Mafuz getting a hat trick of his own. Uh, Stepan Timofeo getting a goal for Elmira. Two, actually, as a matter of fact. Jacob Walters and Brandon Hussey again scoring 
uh, with Glenn Patterson as well for the Amira Enforcers that night, just taking advantage of a Port Huron team that seemed to put up no more effort than they did the night before. Um, back in the Winston-Salem Fairgrounds Annex, the Watertown Wolves uh, decided to try to make this one interesting early on. Carolina opened up the scoring line with Yuri Pargotch, followed by two um, even-strength goals from Watertown, Lane King and Tyler Gurich, uh, both scoring for the Watertown Wolves uh, and fending it off until the for the rest of that first period until Carolina could put three up in the uh, following regulation time. Peter Panachik. Everett Thompson and Yuri Pargotch uh, scoring again. That brought the final score of that game up to 4-2. to two. Uh, Carolina's way keeps their streak alive at 17. The last game on the slate this past weekend, the Danville Dashers again taking on the Icebreakers. Uh, the Icebreakers didn't want to have another disappointment at home. Final score of 7-2 to two, uh, for the Icebreakers. Brendan Odelacker starting the scoring line for the game after 20 minutes of scoreless hockey, um, followed by Joe Swenson. Stephen Fowler getting a hat trick of his own for the mentor icebreakers. Matthew Cadoff also scoring, as well as Bro- uh, Brody Duncan as well on a shorthand in the third period, uh, giving them the total, like I said, 7-2-2 against the Dashers. Uh, pretty pretty impressive stuff despite everything uh, and that does leave our official FHL standings as currently number one the Carolina Thunderbirds still again on a 17 game winning streak followed closely or well the most closely anyways by the Elmire Enforcers uh, they now take over second spot the play spot from the Watertown Wolves uh, officially as Watertown does fall to third, followed by Port Huron uh, with their total of 11 wins on the season. Uh, Behind them, Danville is there with their 11. Not a lot of difference between those two. Followed up in last place by the Mentor Icebreakers and with their eight wins and the um, 20 losses that they've suffered so far this year, uh, putting them at a point percentage of .310. Of course, those are only the official Federal Hockey League standings, um, not our Ice on Fire Power Rank, which is going to be a little different, hopefully, this week. Uh, we'll get down to that in a little bit. <clears throat> uh, but before we do, uh, we're going to talk about uh, a little bit here. You, of course, you can always tweet us at JB2Media or email us at JB2MediaPro at gmail.com if you want to uh, join in on the conversation at all. Uh, and some of you have, and I genuinely appreciate uh, your insight, but <clears throat> one of the main things I uh, wanted to talk about today was the idea that I, I've been hearing this a whole lot because Carolina is on this huge winning streak um, and the Elmira Enforcers are looking pretty good too on a five-game winning streak again, taking the second place <clears throat> from the Watertown Wolves in the standings. Uh, you know, they're moving on up. You look at this at the standings and uh Elmira passed Watertown and when you look at it this way all right Carolina and Elmira are the only two teams currently that have a positive goal differential so the gap between second and third place is widening so much um Watertown's lost five straight Port Huron's lost the last two uh games that they've had and we just saw what happened over the weekend with Danville and 
mentor bringing up the the rear in that group. <clears throat> so I've been hearing it a lot from a lot of different people. It just is the FHL, you know, Carolina, we heard last week about, you know, I talked about how, you know, everyone's worried about Carolina being that much better. And it's simply not the case either, especially if you're looking, you know, like I said, Elmira is also right there. Uh, Looking, looking decently well too in that second place. Like I said, I know second place is there's a bit of a gap between one and two there, but the gap between two and three is also widening uh, as that one first one shrinks. But Elmira finally got their footing under them. They, I mean, you have a new team, you bring in new talent, and some people, you know, just takes a little bit to gel, and that's finally happened for Elmira. And look out, everyone else. But that's not the point right now. Uh, the point of this is that you know. I hear people saying, well, is, you know, the Federal Hockey League's too too easy to play in, I guess. You know, the Carolina doesn't have competition, apparently. But they really do. And, I mean, you look at it this way. Uh, okay, yeah, they, they've been on a 17-game winning streak. Okay, so that definitely, on the surface, would look like that. But this isn't even, like I said, they're not even close to yet to being uh, the all-time streak uh I think we said it's officially 21 games for Port Huron had last year. Um, I guess the three forfeitures, forfeit, forfeits they had from uh, Cornwall folding last year just didn't, don't count. Apparently the Federal Hockey League doesn't recognize those, so makes sense. But I, I, everyone keeps asking, like, okay, has have they, they outgrown the league? <clears throat> and I want to introduce this to you. I don't think... That's the case. I, I'm, I want you to bear with me and think about this right now. Um, I think it may be coming to the point that the Federal Hockey League is actually growing enough that this is just part of the growing pains of the league getting better as a whole. I think the other way around, Carolina and Elmira are probably the two new models of what kind of team should be in this league as opposed to... Uh, the teams of Danville, Port Huron, and Watertown. I think maybe they've outgrown them already is the thing. The league has gone past uh, Danville, who I think they've had like one... Okay, they had the one good season, 16-17, where they won their championship um, against the River Drivers, and you know they finished the first in first place that year. Other than that year, they've never had anything particularly spectacular to, you know, hang their hat on. I think they've finished, <clears throat> I don't know, I think the best they've done other than that first, that uh, one cup was a uh, third place finish. And, you know, going to the finals against Watertown in 2015. So, I mean, that's really <clears throat> the only other thing that was there uh, for that, for the whole franchise. It's ever since 2011. That's really been the only thing there. Um, you know, half the time they're just an average team. I think so. I think everyone else is just getting better around these older teams. Uh, same thing. Port Huron still, uh, Watertown is still in the mix, like I said, because they're they're not that far out <clears throat> in the third place slot. But and again, they've they've stuck around. Uh, throughout the years and have proved that they at least can do a, something a little bit better than the Dashers have done historically. I mean, they have at least two cups uh, in the Federal Hockey League. Um, again, you know, they went through different changes, um, you know, as they were the Thousand Island Privateers or the Watertown Privateers, whatever the name was originally. 
you know, uh, when they joined the league, you know, and they have finished, I think, uh, in the top of their league a few times, uh, never really, you know, bottoming out too bad. So what more could you ask for in minor league hockey other than a, you know, consistently consistent team? I mean, it's a team that has two championship cups, and the worst they've ever done is third out of fourth place. That's the lowest point they've ever had. 15 wins as a low season. The lowest they've ever done. A 15 and 32 season. Not great at all by any means, but again, this was a different time in the Federal Hockey League, and it's grown since then. It's gotten better. Um you, and so I think really this is just the growing pains that have to happen in order for the league to progress. <clears throat> You're going to see teams come in that are better, uh, you know, every year. That's the goal. That's how you, you're going to grow it. I mean, yeah, we have to have some average middle-of-the-road teams like Watertown. Like I said, Danville's never been particularly great, but that's just a fact of the matter. Um, even the Port Huron Prowlers, like I said, they their first year they have a FHL championship. Um, you know they shut out the Danbury Titans that year, and then what do they come back and do the very next year? They didn't even qualify for the playoffs that year. Uh, tread water at five hundred team as a five hundred team. Uh, then come back the next year with you know a miracle season, uh, their hot streak, forty four wins, and you know finish at the top of in the regular season and then losing the championships to the Wolves. So at that point, you're kind of looking at another three-year-old franchise that has lost a head coach, has their captain also doubling as a player coach, which is definitely said adding stress to him in that sense. And then, um, I mean, it's just they're having a really down year, uh, for, you know, for I guess their, their fourth season. Um not in a row, obviously, but I mean, their fourth overall season as a franchise. So, I mean, having one really or two really bad years in that span, that makes sense. They're an up and down team. And this is the year they're on a downswing that, and it's helping Lynn to make Carolina look that much better when they may not be in reality. So that that's what we're looking at in these older teams. And the league itself is just growing and maybe just outgrowing the older model teams. Um, the icebreakers, you know, they're not looking so great right now, but this is their first year. So we'll give them a pass at least this year to say, man, maybe things just don't work out. And mentors, maybe not meant to be a hockey town. I mean, it is after all their first professional organization of any type, um, you know, and everyone gets a down year. It happens, especially, especially when you're a new product. And that's, uh, I wish I could say that's all I had to say about that, but it's not. Um, in fact, I'll go ahead and hit the pause button here on this and maybe bring it back a little bit um, after the break. Just hang tight. Hey, Ice on Fire listeners. I want to tell you about my new favorite app that I've been using called Get Upside. With GetUpside, you can save up to $0.25 per gallon on all gasoline purchases all over the East Coast, from New York to Florida. All you have to do is claim your offer for the best gas price, pay with your usual credit or debit card, snap a photo of your receipt, and you'll get cash back on every purchase made. 
All you have to do is get the free GetUpside app on Apple App Store or Google Play. And if you use the code JNS6Q, you'll get an extra 15 cent per gallon on your first use. So download the app and use code JNS6Q and you'll start saving with the app today. Okay, so I can tell you two things. One, I hate overpaying for sunglasses. And two, you probably are. That's why you should check out Detour Sunglasses. They're a great company with a simple philosophy that high-quality sunglasses shouldn't cost so much. With over 75 different combinations of frames, lens colors, and even limited edition patterns, Detour has a set of sunnies to match your style. And if you head over to DetourSunglasses.com right now, you can even save 20% off your first order with promo code JB2M. Plus, all U.S. orders ship for free. So what are you waiting for? Go to DetourSunglasses.com today and start saving on your style. All right, and we're back. Again, I'm Jose Bahina coming to you from the Apache Pine Virtual Studio, where you can uh, check out the link in the show description. Uh, check out all of Apache Pine's fine apparel and their uh, unique collection of wooden watches. Uh, wearing mine right now, actually, so that's pretty slick. Um, geez, I think uh, I think I kind of may have worn out the conversation earlier if uh, Omira and Carolina are just getting too good. Um, but I, I'm really, I hate to say it, but I don't think I'm done yet on that because it's just, it just kills me that this is the way people are designed to think, I guess. I don't know. Um, of course, you know, we saw earlier this year, Carolina was number one at the time and got beat by mentor. So I feel like uh, with, you know, <clears throat> them coming up again, this, uh, this could be the case again. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit with our picks for the weekend spoiler on that but no I mean it's and it's really easy to to kind of criticize all this uh the whole league of everything with the old you know armchair coaching mentality you know that's well hell I'm spending a half an hour a week doing it you know from here but that's a different story um but I really do I think like I said it's you know, you hear a lot of the people that don't like it, the, you know, the way it's happening, but you got to think. Honestly, the sport landscape, um, you know, all all sports, you know, even trickling down, like I said, to, to the minor league of hockey, but, you know, from the top up, you know, or top down, I think the entire sport um, of hockey, not even sports, just athletics in general, are changing because, I mean, we see things, you know, uh, like, like, I, I don't know if anyone even watches the NBA anymore, but, you know, I think, you know, uh, last week or the week before, I think, like, Golden State played a game and dropped 50 points in the first 15 minutes. Like, that's unreal, but that's just the way sports are leaning now. Is are People are getting more and more th- athletic and doing more and more, and like I said, and that trickles down. That's why everything, you know, uh, everything looks better athletes in general look better you know like i said i see a lot of the old timers that say this isn't like they think that hockey is supposed to have been you know etched in stone and not changed since the time they were playing in their beer leagues but i mean it's it's constantly evolving constantly changing and that's why you know you see a lot of the smarter play on the ice and you know things like this happen that's why every year whether even in the federal hockey league like I said, two years ago, Danville had 
a magic year and won their FHL Cup. And the year after that, Port Huron had a magical year and didn't win the FHL Cup. And Carolina is having a magical year right now. I said taking advantage of the downswing of the other teams while Elmira plays catch-up. But all of Carolina's wins could amount to jack squat when it comes to playoff times. And if Elmira keeps their foot on the gas of learning how to do hockey their way, which, by the way, if you didn't know, the the old Jackals team that was in Elmira, I mean, you're talking about that's a heck of a franchise, you know, that was around for 17 years and more times than not qualified to play in their, uh, be in their playoffs, you know. Um, and so, honestly, you know, why wouldn't they do the same thing here? They know how to play hockey. So, uh that's going to be a dangerous factor when playoff time comes that you think about this. All right. The wolves have a lot of experience in the playoffs and they're still in that, that mix of, you know, like I said, where they're going to be in the playoffs, not if they are where they're going to be port here on Danville, maybe mentor can jockey for that last position around juggle those three, but I think we're not going to see the top three change that much. So we're ta- you're talking about, Maybe seeing either either way, Danville or Port Huron, either one, is going to be a team that's won it. I don't think Danville will make the cut. And like I said, I don't think their playoff experience is going to help them at all, being as that really it's only worked out once for them. And Port Huron, same way, they're a tough team when they decide to play as that team that had their miracle run. But Carolina's only had really one playoff chance as a team. Not, not only is, you know, this team, but the last team, and they didn't do so well against Watertown in that. So we'll see how it shakes out in play out time and playoff time. But I think, like I said, Elmira and Carolina probably going to sit atop these top two spots for a good while. And I mean, you look at that. Look at what they did just this past weekend: thirteen goals for Elmira against Port Huron. I mean, a seven to three and a eight to three. Uh, Carolina coming out, putting nine on Watertown, on the reigning champions. So you never know what's going to happen here. And these teams can play great. And I feel like that the Wolves, after this year, the Wolves and Port Huron and Danville are going to have to make big changes to keep up the pace, really. Like I said, they're, they're falling behind. It's not Carolina and Elmira being too good. It's the other team's almost failing to keep up, if you will. So, like I said, done harping on that. Um, We're going to get to the Ice on Fire power ranks and our picks for the weekend. Again, of course, you can always tweet us at JB2Media or email us at JB2MediaPro at gmail.com if you feel so inclined, if you have anything to say about this, um, whether or not the FHL is... What is the trend with the FHL, Uh, more or less? Like I said, is... Like I said, Carolina and Elmira to me are, are the model teams. Two different tactics that are making great teams, and the other teams are going to have to step up uh, their game to match. Or who knows? Next year, Carolina and Elmira might be garbage. Um, like we've seen the way that the Dashers and Port Huron swing. Who knows? We'll see when we get there. But for now, let's enjoy some federal hockey. All right. So for our Ice on Fire power rank, <laughs> absolutely... Probably going to be a bit dry here. 
Absolutely nothing has changed. Carolina, Elmira, Watertown, Port Huron, Danville, and Mentor. Just going to shoot that straight because there's no need in building suspense on something that hasn't changed in two weeks. Not going to lie. I think we're going to have to see how this next weekend goes before some things start shaking up again. Um, but we'll get to it and see. I think, like I said, that really the gap is closing between the one and two. Um, yeah, Carolina is still ahead by, what, 20, uh, 29, almost 30 points. Yeah. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Elmira probably going to close that gap a little bit and widen the gap. They're seven-point favorite over Watertown right now. They're going to widen that out, but we'll see. Uh, we got picks for the weekend or the actual the weekend upcoming weekend schedule uh, this Friday and Saturday. That's going to be January 25th and uh, the 26th for Saturday. We have Elmira at Watertown on Friday night. That's a 705 puck drop in the Watertown Municipal Arena. Uh, the Mentor Icebreakers visit the Carolina Thunderbirds in Winston-Salem at 735 puck drop on that one Friday night. And Port Huron at Danville. That's a 705 Central Standard Time. The series will continue for Carolina and the Mentor Icebreakers. A 6.05 puck drop that Saturday night. Uh, Watertown will then visit Elmira, another home-and-home with them, on Saturday night. That is a 7.05, no, 7.35 puck drop on that one. A 7.05 Central Standard for the remaining game, which is Danville at Port Huron, or Port Huron at Danville, rather, again, closing that series out um, over the weekend. Um We'll have to look at the picks from last week. Uh, last week, I had Danville and Mentor splitting that series. They did. I had Carolina and Watertown splitting their series, um, which didn't work out uh, and kept the streak alive for the Thunderbirds. And I also had I had Elmira overport Huron as a lock, and my God, what a lock that was, 2-0. and oh. Again, like I said, a uh, 13 goals over the weekend, uh, 7 and to three, eight to three over Port Huron. That's incredible. It really is. Um, we'll have to see if they can keep that up. That puts us five of six over the weekend. Uh, so far of the season, we're 54 of 72, which puts us back up to 75. We're swinging back up to 75% on the week or uh, the season, rather. And then this week upcoming, we have Elmira at Watertown or Elmira and Watertown, that series. I'm going a split series on that. I think Watertown might be able to steal one away from Elmira, but holy cow, that's that's not going to be a... I'm not putting a lock on that at all. I can't put a lock on any of these, honestly, um, because Elmira, I'm going with a split series against Watertown. Not going to risk any locks either on the Carolina uh, Mentor games because, okay, I I'm going with a split series on this one too. Again, maybe Mentor might have the, the what it takes to end the Carolina streak because, let's be honest, um, Watertown I thought might have, but good God, I don't know anymore. Uh, but let's not forget, Mentor has actually fared fairly well against Carolina. Um, they've beat them at home back on in uh, right around Thanksgiving time, I think like the, the week before or the 21st of November, something like that. They actually beat Carolina 4-3 to three in Mentor, and then a few days later, yeah, okay, so yeah, that was the Saturday uh, right after the Thanksgiving game where they ended up 
shutting out Carolina at home in their own building. And that was a uh, that was the game I think where we're like there was a amassed like 160 penalty points or something. It was in something insane. So I say mentor maybe down, but I'm not going to count them out by any means, especially like I said when they have that history of being a thorn in Carolina's side. Uh, it might it might be enough to uh, slay the giant there. Last series of the weekend, Port Huron at Danville. Um, yeah, that's that's gonna go. I, I think that's the closest I would give to a lock is saying Danville gets both those games, um, especially just based on uh, what I've seen from both these teams lately. Uh, Danville, yeah, they're they're losing, but I don't think they're that far behind Port Huron. I mean, these these two are you're almost splitting hairs looking at their records. So I think Danville uh, uses the home field to their advantage and gets the wins there in the David S. Palmer arena. Uh, so with that, I think I'm going to wrap up this episode of the ice on fire. Thank you for tuning in. Subscribe on whatever your favorite podcasting platform is. If you use one, if not get on the, uh, Apple app store or the Google play and download the pocket cast app. It's pretty nice. I've started using it. I did. I, I am into, I am a podcast listener, so, uh, definitely go that way. But, uh, anyways, I'll wrap this up. See you guys next week. We'll come back and maybe we'll actually get down to those uh, uh, different arenas, the names. Uh, I think we're working out one for uh, Elmira being the big house. We'll check that out.